This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Hi, and welcome to an entire show on breathing. First off, that sounds like it wouldn't even fill 20 minutes, doesn't it? (gasps) (laughs) Yes. But I'm Sensei Michelle. And I'm Sensei Jackie. And today we are so lucky to have Dr. Melissa Macy as our guest. Hi. Hi. It's so wonderful to be here. Thank you for the invite. We are so excited, aren't we? We are. And it's always great to see you. But before we get started, let's also share that you're a Black Belt in Goju Federation Karate. Us. And that's my most proud achievement, really. (laughs) I'm so pleased to hear that. I have an actual grown-up question for you, Sensei Melissa, and that is, how do you compare your training for your black belt test to your training for your test to become a doctor? It's very interesting with, one, it's more paperwork, testing for the doctor, but not less chi or grit. No, so much perseverance, right? Yes, and everything that I was able to do is because of the lessons I achieved in Goju Federation. I think most people agree who we speak to that one of the things that karate gives you along with the focus is the follow through. That's right. Because you get to that one point in any big project and you're like, no, no boss. No (laughs) boss. Don't you? Yes. Don't we call that the last lap syndrome when you get to that last Mm -hmm. lap? I don't want to go any further. I really didn't want this. But you really did. And you're always happy that you finished. Or I have always been. Yes, much gratitude for finishing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we got to get on with it. Or we are, as we usually do, going to run out of time. Are you ready? I'm ready. Back in 2013, our friend Sensei Cindy did a great presentation at the dojo on breathing. A small percentage of what we're going to talk about today is from our own experiences. A large percentage is thanks to her. We hope to talk with you on air someday, Sensei Cindy. Us. And your handsome husband. Hi, Sensei Lauren. Hi, Sensei. Hope things are going well at your dojo out west. Where are we going to start? Well, can we start with the question, how many times have we mentioned the importance of breathing on this podcast? Oh, good. I love when I get to make up a statistic. (laughs) It's my favorite thing to do. (laughs) And you are so good at it. (laughs) I wonder if it gets on the nerves of the listeners. I hope not, because it's fun. But seriously, I think we have mentioned it at least seven out of every 10 episodes we've done. At least. Anytime we're looking for a solution to something, I think the first thing we say is, take a deep breath. Take a breath down into your chi line, because that's going to center you for whatever is going to come. Anyway, can we get back to the point? Please do. Breathing and meditation are very connected, and we'll interchange the talking today between both of them. Perfect. One more thanks to Sensei Cindy, and on we will go. Let's begin with the phrase conscious breathing, which is the one she used. Yes. I like that better than mindful breathing, because for some reason, when I hear somebody say mindful to me, I feel like they're bullying me a little bit. Now, am I alone in that? No, not at all. The word mindful is is a tough one for me. It feels pushy, doesn't it? It does. It feels like the new catch word and you hear it everywhere. Oh, business is as mindful and everything has to be so mindful. And it feels like somebody telling me to wash my hands when I walk out of the restroom. It's like I'm a grown up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. Oh, so we're gonna talk for a second about consciously breathing. And anybody can start. Okay. 
If I am consciously breathing this week when I've had congestion in my own personal chest. Okay. Well, who else's chest would it be? Um, <laughs> Wait, that was pretty funny. <laughs> we don't want to open that door. All right. Anyway, the this kind of conscious breathing that I've done has really helped me with those respiratory issues that I've had. Yes. And Sensei Jackie does have seasonal, we call them allergies, but honestly, it's just a reaction to the air we breathe. That's right. And I find conscious breathing so helpful at work throughout the day oh. with the computer, uh, especially that circular, wait a minute, symbol. <laughs> and I used to resent it so much. But now it's just a breathing space for me throughout the day. Nice. What a great way to make lemonade out of lemons. Are your computers really slow? Occasionally. We have a huge data system pulling in from everywhere and multiple people on it. So although it's not slow, I tend to rush. (laughs) (laughs) Just a reminder, um, Sensei Melissa is an actual grown-up medical doctor, and therefore the computer system, everything is on it these days. Yes. And you see 50 patients a day, lots of patients a day? Not 50, thank goodness. But there's quite a bit of documentation. Oh. So, and I work for the VA federal system, which is wonderful. Wow. What a nice thing. And a lot of documentation. It makes sense. God bless our veterans. I'm going to finish up the conscious breathing thing with saying, for me, the main thing about consciously breathing versus just doing what is autonomically going to happen in my body is touching my air down into my lower abdomen. That expansion and release of the muscle is kind of empowering and in any direction that I need to go, whether it's to be more calm or be more assertive. It's your flashpoint. It starts you out. Yeah. Or maybe could we call also trigger? We could. Yes, definitely. Okay. Here's where we're going to head out to. Sensei Cindy introduced us to all kinds of good ideas. We'll get to as many as we can, but let's start with something we're quite familiar with, which is simple meditation. It's a lot like conscious breathing. See, because that's why they interchange a lot. Breathing is always a part of meditation, but I'm not positive that meditation is always part of a big breath. I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, it's a tricky so. business. Right. I need three to, to go into a, a place, <laughs> three breaths. I'm just saying, I need three breaths to go into a place where I can focus my head. One breath brings me back to the here and now. I think I use the one breath to come back to the here and now quite often, especially as a segue between complex mental activity. And that one breath is a lifesaver. Really? I totally agree, don't you? And it's it's smart to do it so that we don't have a complete reaction to something that's going on that we can take our own action after the breath. I think a lot of people skip on meditation because they think I just don't have the time. Oh yes, that's so me. <laughs> <laughs> and I also want to say that there are so many apps out there and even all the apps that help you with this are moving towards making shorter meditations more in the five minute range than trying to get you to be dedicated to a 20 minute meditation. How's that? And and most of us won't even start if we think we have to go X amount of time longer than we can sit still. Correct. I had to start with one minute or less. Yes. yes. So it says here on the script that we're supposed to talk about our favorite meditations at this point. Okay. So I'm going to say that one of my favorite meditations is to just forgive myself for distractions. Yes, definitely helpful to give yourself a break once in a blue moon and 
probably the only time I actually give myself a break is in that setting where I just forgive the mind jumps around and get back to what you were doing, which is a deep breath or a visualization. And my favorite um, meditation is the rock and the ripple on the water. Oh, that's a pretty one. I love that one. And of course, I've made it my own. I don't know that I know the original. If there was an if original. There was original <laughs> After all, our next sentence in the script is, since they Cindy did inform us that this dates back thousands upon thousands of years. Wouldn't that be cool if somebody was, you know, throwing a, uh, a stone in the water all those years ago and, <laughs> and said, this is going to make a great meditation for Jackie in 2023? Yeah, we, <laughs> ne- we Neanderthals think that, that Jackie's going to like this one. But... As the ripple joins the next ripple and the next one, and the effect that each of us have on one another that is so positive, that is what I like to think of during that meditation. So as long as you're taking the deep breath in and the deep breath out, as long as your belly is exposed by either sitting tall or whatever, then you're in a meditative pose, correct? Correct. Correct. All right, let's get back to how Sensei Cindy said this is thousands of years old and that we're going to mention at least a couple of them, aren't we? Us, one of them that she brought up was pranayama breathing. It originated in India. Like all the breathing we discussed, this one includes the idea that your belly should expand as you breathe in and contract as you breathe out. You know, to kids, we say that your belly expands like a balloon, and then you let the air out of the balloon, and your belly gets flat again. We're so adorable. I'm thinking that's a great visual for anyone. Can I get us back to pranayama breathing? Absolutely. According to Sensei Cindy's notes... Pranayama breathing balances your life force and has a positive impact on asthma. It can reduce the number of attacks and reduce the intensity of the attacks. Between Sensei Cindy's seminar and our experience, I can say that most of the breathing methods are beneficial to our lung capacity and keeping our lungs healthy. And maybe a little bit our brains too. You know, that's a good point, but I think I'll push us on. I can't imagine talking breathing without mentioning its connection to Buddhism. Couldn't agree more. I like this one from Sensei Cindy's list. It's a Buddhist method called Tonglen breathing. Everything remains the same with the in-breath and the out-breath, even the filling of the belly. But Tonglen breathing focuses on breathing in dark, heavy feelings and releasing them as you breathe out. It was created to give practitioners the power to release pain and gain compassion for themselves and for others. Very similar to what you were talking about before giving yourself a break. First off, I love this idea. I think any of us who are feeling kind of down on ourselves yes, should definitely try something like this. But interestingly, one time, just one time, Master Collegian did a meditation where he said, breathe in and think about all the things that you're sorry for, that you wish you had done differently. And when you breathe out, let him go. I was so interested in the fact that he did that one day because it's not really something you do in karate class. Maybe it just came in his head that day. Good point. I know. Isn't that interesting or something that's really fun? (laughs) 100%. Yes. This is probably a good time to mention how long in and how long out should each breath be. And it's kind of a personal thing, right? Yes. All right. Each one of us gets a bullet. And I think I'm going first. Am I right? Yes. The generally accepted length of the in and the out breath is to account to four or five. So you count as you breathe in and then you count as you breathe out, starting with a relatively empty air chamber or belly. 
Yes. Yes. I have known some practitioners who pushed it way farther than that. I'm not a giant fan, but what it, whatever works for you, right? That's right. But I don't think you have to be uh, on the extreme end to get any kind of results. Good point. I'll add that there are methods that have you hold the breath in your system also for four or five seconds and release it slowly. I've tried that one. It's interesting. It's easier to hold your breath when you got lots than it is to hold your breath when you have none. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> have you ever tried it? Yes. Sometimes if a person is counting the meditation for the group, uh, which is not myself, I find it very hard to sync with their counting. Oh, I agree with that. So true. All right. Who's going to pick it up for me? I'd like to. But before I do, I want to mention one idea that you talk about all the time that I think is directly uh, related to meditation. Huh. I'm interested in this. You frequently remind us that when we stretch out our fingertips as far as we can in front of us, so we sort of look like Frankenstein's monster, we are getting a visual image of what we do have control over. Everything beyond our fingertips is out of our control. The deep breathing and focusing we're talking about here gives us more power over the part of life we do have control over and maybe increases our acceptance of what we cannot change. I do say that sometimes. You are correct, although not as good as you just did it. That's very funny. <laughs> it's true, though. <laughs> okay, now I'd like to talk about Qigong, which is a word I just love to say. This one is interesting because it involves moving as you meditate. They use the term exercising, but I say it's more like uh, slow motion studies of martial arts movements. Yes, we both agree on that. The proven benefits of Qigong include tranquility, lower blood pressure, and if you go to a class rather than copying someone on YouTube, you even get an incredible social aspect. But if going out isn't something you can or want to do, there are a few Qigong videos on YouTube that you could try and even subscribe to, and they're easy to follow and use. I have a lot of respect for Qigong. I had the pleasure of doing this while I was away in California. Ooh. And I was missing martial arts so much, but of course I didn't want to go to another style. And I found Qigong. It was a wonderful experience. A little confusing for me at first because I wasn't much <laughs> into meditating at all and had never heard this term. It sounds like an incredible experience. I'm going to finish up with a tiny note on the history and philosophy. Got it. This one, like the other so far, is thousands of years old. And the philosophy is to align the breath with movement and healing. Okay. If there's any way that people could have a misunderstanding, we love this subject. Yes, we do. And I have a question for you. And this time I have to call you Dr. Melissa Macy. Boss. Well, we know that our view is that deep breathing and meditation is beneficial. Does the medical field have a viewpoint on this? Definitely. We recognize very heavily the benefits of breathing uh, of course, in asthma and recovery from the hospital after surgery, they don't call it meditation, but often they hand out a device to help people breathe deeply. And certainly in the field of mental health, we are really expanding talking about this. And so the thing is, in order to have the benefits be helpful, I like that word, you actually have to do it. Yes, that's true. <laughs> there lies the problem. Yes. So how do you personally remember to make the time to do this 
on and on what kind of regular basis? Oh, it's a tough one. I mean, I've picked up the computer trick and that's a main way to sneak it in, but I have not snuck in a three minute meditation per day. So by the computer trick, you mean the one where the circle's going around and you're like, okay, I'm going to actually use this time. Yes. That is a good idea. I think it's, I think it's a great idea. I have to make a note and every X day I have to do it. So I have to see the note because otherwise I, my morning rushes and I, I go flying by without doing it. And I think that's everybody. That is exactly what happens. Yes. And I put mine at the end of my exercise routine, my personal exercise routine. But we are all three lucky because we all three spend time in a dojo. And very rarely does a class end without deep breathing exercises. That's correct. It's a very rare experience. So a note in your phone or a note on a post-it or a part of a routine that you do all the time is going to be the way to get it into your system. Now, I have another personal question for you. I don't think that a person could say, okay, I saw results after X amount of time. I don't think that's true. I think it's just sort of a slow metamorphosis, right? It's definitely more subtle. I know the first time somebody said, take a deep breath and that'll calm you down. My mind was blown. It is a surprising fact that we're all running through life, rushed in our heads and breathing very shallow. Mm Mm-hmm. But I would say if you're feeling like you tried it for a couple of weeks and you're not feeling any different, don't give up. I agree. I agree because it's only someday in the future that you will look back and, and in retrospect, notice that it, it was helpful to you. That's what I think too. All righty. We are back to Sensei Cindy's seminar. Am I correct? Yes. We have one more type of breathing to talk about. And Sensei Melissa, it's all up to you. Sure. Sensei Cindy talked about it at the seminar. It's called Budieko Method, and it's very new in comparison to the others. It was invented in the 1950s by Konstantin Budieko. The big thing here is that he emphasizes breathing in and out through the nose. Mm. And you know what? In a minute, you'll see that there's a few styles of breathing that strictly like for you to breathe in and out through the nose. But in through the nose and out through the mouth is to karate people a little more common. Yes. All righty. We're going to talk about some actual breathing that Sensei Cindy talked about in the seminar. Before we get started, I'm going to reiterate that we do not claim to be yogi masters, although that would be hilarious for us. (laughs) But all of us have been using meditation and breathing for decades in our martial arts training, and it's used to calm ourselves down or, in the case of Tensha, to rev the body up. Do you guys both agree with that? Us. Us, Sensei. Now, since you mentioned Tensha, Let's start there. The The breath in Tensha is loud, powerful, full of energy and tension, and coupled with movement. If you'd like to learn the moves, but you're not in a dojo, you can order Sensei Michelle's self-defense book because the moves of Tensha in it, and they're illustrated. I'm smiling that I got that in there. Well, you got that in there for me. Thank you. My pleasure. <laughs> you know what? I forgot that that was at the end of our book. And that's on Amazon, and it's called Self-Defense, A Common Sense Approach, correct? Yes. Could you spell your name, Sensei? So my last name is spelled D-A-R-B-R-O, and my first name is Michelle with two L's. Also, if you have any trouble finding it, you can get in touch with us, can't they? Yes, they certainly can. Let's just say that now. We're all over the web at Wildcat Dojo. We're on Instagram at Wildcat Dojo Conversations. And you can go old school and write us at dojoconversations at AOL.com. And we do want you guys to get in touch. 
I want you to go back to the book for a second. I'm with you. Now I'm going to get all sentimental and say, do you guys remember one of the last projects we did together before I moved to California? Uh, was that book? It I certainly do remember was. That. It certainly was. Ah, uh, but now you're back, and our life is so much better. Mine too. That was a fun project. <laughs> it was amazing. Where are we going here? Oh, we have more breathing ideas to talk about, don't we? Yes. And I'll get us started with a review of something we've said many times. You can do the deep breathing, and you can focus your mind in more than one body position. You can do it standing, lying down, sitting on your knees, which in karate we call seiza, or even in a seated position. True. But if you sit, please make sure your back is very straight so the air can fill your abdomen, your lower belly. That's a good point. Can we do some of Sensei Cindy's favorite breathing routines then? Let's do it. I'm going to start with the simplest one. Lie in a quiet place and just relax. Feel your breathing and try not to let your mind race. Just count your breaths. You go in through the nose and out through the mouth to a count of five. Breathe in for five and out for five. I know I have a grown-up line here, but before I do it, can I say every time she talks about breathing, I do it, and it feels awesome. <laughs> no, you should I was just—I was just leaving. I was just breathing. My grown-up line is this: it doesn't necessarily mean five seconds. It's just a nice slow one, two, right? That's right. You just have to be comfortable, and I'm guessing that people will notice the difference right away. But the calmness won't last. That will come over time with consistency and practice. And now you're reminding me that we did an entire episode on the karate saying consistency beats intensity. So I'll tag that into the show notes because this is especially something where consistency is important. Yes. And that was one of my favorite episodes. But going back to the breathing, one thing we've forgotten to mention is to keep your tongue on the roof of your mouth. That's an excellent pointer, Sensei Jackie. I'd also like to add that you can try letting your exhale be longer than your inhale. Some people have found this to be a natural tranquilizer. I like that idea. What else do you have, Sensei Melissa? Well, Sensei Cindy mentions a yoga method where you breathe in and out through your nose only, alternating nostrils. Everything else remains the same. Comfortable position allows breath to be complete, not shallow. But add this, close off the left nostril and breathe in. Then close off the right nostril and breathe out. She says it is used as a pick-me-up or a wake-up when needed. I've used it and I like it. So thank you, Sensei Cindy. So let's add one more. I like the breathing method where you try to consciously relax the actual physical body. Start with your toes, your feet, your ankles, and move all the way up through your neck and your jawline, even your eyelids. And you try to keep that consciousness going for the length of the meditation. Even though I've said this about every single one, I really like this one. And I do use it quite often. Us, Sensei, I can't tell you which one is my favorite. (laughs) I love them all. It's really hard to pick. All righty. We're going to have to get going because we're going to so run out of time here. Let's just finish this up with a couple of quotes. What do we have? I have one that's a little bit pushy, but fun. Fear less, hope more. Eat less. Chew more, wine less, breathe more, talk less, say more, hate less, love more, and all good things are yours. That was a good one, but just for the record, they spelled wine, W-H-I-N-E, not the kind you drink. Oh, okay. (laughs) This one is kind of fun. If you woke up breathing, congratulations, you have another chance. 
Andrea Boydston. And I also like that one. And it's a perfect way for me to say what a great chance we took today. And it was an awesome experience. So I want to thank you, Dr. Melissa Macy, for coming in and helping us with that. And I want to thank you for everything. There's just much too much to say what you've actually done for my life in this little bit of time. Thank you. As we end today's show, we want to thank our sponsor, Honor Athletics. Of course. Reach them at honorathletics.com or click her link in the show notes. Or you can call her at 770-945-5150. And don't forget, mention Wildcat Dojo for your 10% discount. Okay, Sensei Jackie, start our sign-offs. Bye, everybody. See you next time. And with that, I'm going to sign us out. Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again next week on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.